0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Chelsea Overseas Podcast. Today, we celebrate Chelsea winning their first game of the Premier League season, putting us second in the overall tables. We will recap the win over Crystal Palace and preview another London Derby coming up against Arsenal this Sunday. And as we always know, and as as I've constantly reiterated, I think we will lose because Arsenal are, the, are our Kiwis heel, let's just call that.
1: Yeah, they have been over the last couple of years, but hopefully we can change that on Sunday.
0: Yes. Hopefully you know what? Hopefully we break a couple new curses and we'll be get, we'll be talking about that soon. Yes. So Chelsea versus Crystal Palace review. Thoughts on the performance? Happy with the result? Was this the perfect way to start the season? Obviously I think so. What are your thoughts, Adam?
1: Well, yeah, I agree. Obviously, it was. I mean, a 3-0 comfortable win on the opening day of the season at Stamford Bridge, a full-capacity Stamford Bridge, which is really nice to see. And you got goals from people like Trevor Chalaba, which we'll talk about. And, yeah, it was just a perfect start. I thought that Crystal Palace, they couldn't get get past the halfway line. I mean, Chelsea. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, for a minute... One from second, number one. It was utter domination. And the intensity that Chelsea bring, and this has been such a common theme under Thomas Tuchel, but the intensity that Chelsea bring off the ball and when they're able to make those recovery runs and to win the ball back quickly right after they lose it and to win the ball in the attacking third right away when they lose it, right? And to transition so quickly from defense to to attack. Those were all things that we saw. And, and Palace were suffocated. They were, you know, a little lost, to be honest. And Chelsea took full advantage. And up 2-0 by half, which gave us a really comfortable lead. And then Chalaba, you know, put the icing on the cake. And it was a comfortable day. It was a, a perfect day.
0: You love to see it from the new guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was It was amazing. And... A really perfect day and i and i was really impressed that chelsea maintained that intensity for the 90 minutes given the yeah the 120 they played in the super cup i thought it was really impressive
0: you know who i have to thank for that i'd say mason mount he had a wonderful performance that night
1: yeah no i, th- I thought mason mount uh despite you know coming back from he went all the way to the finals with england of the euros yeah, he's come back. He looked great against Palace.
0: Yep, he was a key player in that performance. He kept retrieving the ball. He made those through balls that made the perfect runs. I really liked the goal where he, the second goal where he crossed it right in. If only Werner had scored that, and it wasn't just a lucky deflection. But it was it was a great leading up. It was a great assist leading up to it, if you know what I mean, with the pass and then the through. He the defense couldn't do anything. Crystal Palace looked lost. They were tripping over their own feet.
1: Yeah yeah no they were and 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 Chelsea were were magnificent and I was I was just amazed that they kept that type of intensity
0: the whole game for
1: 90 minutes to the point where Palace even when Chelsea went up 1-0 they went up 2-0 they went up 3-0 Chelsea didn't have any kind of lulls in their performance. They didn't take their foot off the gas in any moment.
0: The one chance that Crystal Palace had, even Rudiger still t- stepped up and made sure they didn't.
1: Yeah, Rudiger wasn't letting that happen. That but was a beautiful dive. Just,
0: Put the leg oh, up in sure. midair, and he blocked it while <laughs> the ball was about to fly into the net.
1: It's it's like the tackle he made on yeah, Foden in the, the Champions in, League in final. final. <laughs> right. but, but yeah, no, I thought... I thought everyone played well. The, the whole eleven uh, was, was really good. And it, it was just a perfect start, especially with you know people coming back from the Euros. They haven't had a preseason. We just won the Super Cup and played 120 minutes. To start off the season in that way, to make it comfortable and easy for yourselves and to kill off teams, which is something we had trouble with last year, to kill off a team like Crystal Palace when you have the opportunity to, That's a good step forward, and it was just a really perfect opening weekend.
0: Before we move on, I had a quick question for you, Adam. I know since the start of the preseason, since around the preseason more accurately till now, with Chelsea, we've been seeing a lot of Marcus Alonso performances and a lot of Chalaba. We've been seeing them a lot on the pitch, right? Do you think we can expect to continue to see them? Because I think I'm liking their performances. Alonso seems to be very comfortable with the sort of attacking midfielder position staying around that area, and Chalaba, he, he he has a great finish. He's he's great young talent that Chelsea needs, and he's been in the lone army for far too long. And now Tuchel seems to be liking him. Do you think we can expect to see both of them a lot uh, a little more?
1: Well, as for Marcos Alonso, I think we 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 should expect to see him. I think I think Emerson will probably get sold, right? Possibly. And then I think Alonso will stay, him and Chilwell. I think you've got a good mix there with Alonso and Chilwell. And and I agree with you on Alonso because my take on Alonso has always been in a back four, I feel like he has too many defensive duties. Yeah. And it, it, he's not it the greatest It more there. like
0: an attacking midfielder position.
1: Yeah, when he gets to play at wing back, he can venture into the box, right? right? And he's deadly in the box.
0: Oh, yeah. His shot was a beautiful shot as the free kick goal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get that advantage of a playing right. him, right? Because he's done it numerous times for Chelsea, and
0: he's a very nice shot.
1: Yeah, and it was yeah wonderful free kick, and I really like the you you have different things in Chilwell and Alonso, and I think it's good uh, for Thomas Tuchel, and it just shows the strength and depth. So I think he can stick around.
0: It's always nice to see new faces, Tuchel experimenting, and it's still working.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, he's got to use. Hey, we're in six competitions this year. We need our full squad, right? But yeah, no. I as for Trevor Chalaba. First of all, I thought he was like man of the match against Crystal Palace, and it wasn't just his goal. It was everything else. This guy, um, defensively, in in every situation, whenever Palace tried to transition, he was he was lights out. There were no big mistakes he looked very comfortable and relaxed, right? And what amazed me is on the ball, right? Rudiger, Thiago Silva, Andreas Christensen, they're really good in possession and it often goes unnoticed too. Right. Trevor Chalaba, I remember he, he had a ball um, through I believe the left back and one of the center backs of Palace, right? And he caught Timo Werner on a run. It didn't end up in a goal, but it caught my eye and I said, this guy, like, he's good defensively, but he's good in possession too. He looks really comfortable because in a back three, you can always step out a little. He's
0: got a lot of game awareness.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously in a back three, when you're playing on the left or the right, you can kind of in possession step out a little. You see Rudiger do it time and time again, right? Ch- Chalaba, right? You saw it on the goal he scored. He stepped out, which by the way, absolutely spectacular. But he was really good in, in that attacking standpoint too and then he just put the icing on the cake with a goal and just so happy for him and will he stick around I have a feeling he will I have a feeling he will I think you have to keep him around
0: I think this is the year where he doesn't get where he's not part of the loan
1: I think so and and what I will say everyone has said that the young players were brought through you know by Frank Lampard and Maybe Chelsea would not do that as much now that Frank Lampard is in the manager.
0: No, but Tuchel did it.
1: Yeah, what Thomas Tuchel is showing us right now is that, you know, he he's willing to give young players a chance. I think he sees Billy Gilmore as a big part of this club's future, as Frank Lampard did. I think he's you're he's giving Chaloba a chance right now. Like, he he's not turning away from the young players and he spoke about it the other day talking about that it's important to have um, young players from the academy and i really like that and i think it's a really positive thing and i think it's just to give some chelsea fans some reassurance
0: right just really quickly touch basing on the game again do you think the crystal palace were just that bad or do you think chelsea was this was one of their best performances one of their better performances at least
1: well, I, I thought both kind of contributed to it. I, I thought Chelsea were were amazing, and I thought it was pretty vintage Thomas Tuchel-Chelsea uh, since January, where uh, like teams just don't get anything in an attacking sense. Chelsea defensively are wonderful, and they added three goals to it, which is amazing. I did think Palace were, were horrible, though, to be honest. Not to... To be brutally honest, I, I thought they were pretty bad. I, I just think that with a new manager under Patrick Vieira, they're struggling to maybe find, I don't know, maybe a sort of identity under Vieira. Maybe that's because it's only the first game. But they yeah, they did look kind of lost. Palace looked like they were reverting to what they already knew under Roy Hodgson, which was their classic 4-4-2 and sitting back and... It it didn't really look like Vieira had, you know, got his gotten his own ideas through to this team yet. So and time will tell with that. But I did think Palace weren't good enough.
0: Yeah, they're just not they're not that comfortable with their their changes yet. Hopefully you know, hopefully for their team's sake, it does get better, but I do agree with you there, Adam.
1: hmm And and obviously, I mean Chelsea, as I said, were were really good, and that very much helped the scoreline.
0: <laughs> we did we did not show them any mercy, that's for sure. So, how important was this good start?
1: Well, I think it was it was really important because we saw Man United win, uh, Liverpool won.
0: By the way, I did call it. I think Man United won in a pretty ruthless way. I think they, I think they're they're going to be at the, at the top of this Premier League.
1: Well let's hope it's Chelsea. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> sure. we can hope it's Chelsea, but I do think it will be Man United.
1: Fair enough. I mean Man United are very much capable and and so are Chelsea and I, I thought you know with Man U getting off to a good start, Liverpool, city lost, we take advantage of that. That's a really nice result, right? So
0: you know what was interesting, nobody tied. Yeah, I found that weird too actually. <laughs> it was they were, they were I was looking at the table afterwards and I'm like, "Wait, why are there no like white air, uh, white check marks? There's just all green and red."
1: Yeah, very a very fun weekend. We had lots of yeah, goals. Um, for sure. Yeah, a lot of crazy uh games. Uh, Arsenal and Brentford, I think highlighting that and Tottenham uh without Kane beating Man City, another crazy result there, but um I thought I thought it was really important. You always want to get off to a good start. You always want three points. You always want to start off at the top rather than having to chase teams like United and Liverpool. Well, I've, con-
0: I've said it before and I'll continue to say it. A good tune-up game is so important for confidence.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mentioned we mentioned last episode, right, about our next games being Arsenal, Liverpool, and then Villa, City, Spurs. you got a lot of big games, right? We needed three points.
0: Yes, I think that's enough for the Chelsea versus Crystal Palace game. All in all, Chelsea had a wonderful performance. Crystal Palace is still, let's just say they're still getting comfortable with their changes. Um, but I personally, I really like to see Alonso and Chaliba playing as much as they have been recently, even in the Aston Villa game, right? Or sorry, villa Real game, my bad. But yeah, I think overall, well done from Chelsea. And we have a hopeful Premier League season ahead of us. And speaking of ahead of us, we have Chelsea versus Arsenal coming up. So I say it's only fair we preview that match. Lukaku, it's official. It's Everything's pretty much done at this point. It's very likely he's going to be featuring, right? Do you think he'll be getting off to a good start right away? Do you think the fact that he's been with Chelsea before will either make or break the fact that he'll be an outstanding player for Chelsea or do you think the number 9 curse will strike again because it is confirmed that he is the number 9
1: yes yeah so Lukaku is the new number 9 of Chelsea Uh, Tammy Abraham was recently sold to Roma as we had talked about on the show that was expected Um, just a quick thing on that Chelsea did include an 80 million dollar sorry 80 million euro buyback clause um, that activates in 2023, so if Chelsea were to want Tammy Abraham back in the future, there is a clear path. So yes, Tammy Tammy has left us, um, but Lukaku is here, and I think he is likely to feature. Tuchel already hinted that he would be available uh, for Sunday's match, so I think he'll play. I think he'll start. He's got a full week of training with this team. And my prediction is a nice front three of Lukaku, Havertz, and Mount. I'm I would, I'm excited for that. So, yeah, he's likely to feature. I'm excited. Will he get off to a good start? I hope. Uh, I think he can. I think he—I don't want to jinx it, but I think he will. And I don't want to jinx this, but I think he will break the number nine curse. I am, I'm a fan of Lukaku. I think he's coming at the right time. I think he's a more complete striker. I think moving to Inter was the best decision of his career, and it really helped him. And he's coming back to Chelsea, really as a just a more complete player, and I think more assured of himself. And yeah, I think I think this team needs goals, so right. hopefully, uh, hopefully, he can get off to a good start, and hopefully, just overall, he can have a really good season. And I'm really looking forward to seeing him Sunday.
0: Speaking of these team needs more goals, do you think this means that we can expect to see Werner start more on the bench now? Because as much as we joke about it, I, I like to see that goofball on the starting on the field.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this is actually really interesting because Tuchel is also hinted at moving to a kind of two-striker kind of formation. So I think that would mean maybe like a 3-4-1-2 and Mount is kind of the number 10 or Ziyech. Right? Yeah. So and 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 what that leaves, I think, is you have you know kind of Mounter behind, and then you have Lukaku and either Werner or Havertz as a second striker. I think Havertz wins that battle right now, but I also think that there may be certain games where, you know, maybe against Liverpool, maybe against Man City teams where you can attack the spaces in behind that Werner may be very useful. And Werner can also be very useful off the bench when you have a lead and you go to more counterattacking uh situations. So Right. I I, I think maybe you'll see Werner get a little bit less starts.
0: I think he's honestly I think he is honestly one of the most underrated goal making players.
1: And I agree. I think his
0: assist totals and the runs he makes, I think that's... The runs alone, not even talking about the assists, he breaks the defense with those runs. He opens them up. And that's huge. He's very underrated.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it's good you point that out because I think we need to remind
0: ourselves of that because he can still contribute. If Lukaku can bring in the finishing touch, still using the same idea that that when you have Havertz or Mount making the runs, it's still important for you to make that run outside, right? If he can st- bring that mindset into the game, I think he will be the perfect player for Chelsea up top.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and we hope so. And yeah, I think I think Tuchel might start to use kind of two strikers, and I think kind of Werner and Havertz will may rotate a little bit between that. I see Havertz getting the edge in most games, but Werner, as we've talked about, can be extremely useful at times.
0: He can be. I, I love the guy, but I do bully him sometimes on this, on this podcast, yeah. but I still love the guy. Remember, I am a Germany fan, so... But yeah, so that's enough about Lukaku. How can we get it right against Arsenal this time? How can we break this curse? Speaking totally apart from the number nine curse, now we have to get rid of the Arsenal curse. Should we expect a better performance from them after the loss to Brentford?
1: Well, on on that note, first, I think we we should expect a better performance than against Brentford. I mean, that was horrendous. I think you can only go up from there.
0: (laughs) Honestly, if there is a team that surprises you and how low you can go, it's probably Arsenal. Except Chelsea wouldn't be the team to make you make to show you that you know what i mean they'd usually show you that against another team
1: i think arsenal just has to take a peek in their trophy cabinet over the last 15 years and then look at ours and then that tells yeah. the story but with well yeah i think you have to expect a better performance and we all know that arsenal do turn it up against chelsea they always do so
0: i, I don't know what it is they just
1: london derby form goes out the window that kind of thing i don't know it's see with tottenham we usually beat them right so i look more forward to those games yeah (laughs) um arsenal i look at them on the schedule and i think yeah yeah i think here we go again
0: yeah (laughs) but
1: but yeah like i think we should expect more from arsenal and as for how do we get it right against arsenal I think the really the common theme over the past couple of years against Arsenal has been the amount of possession we have and we don't do enough with it.
0: Yeah. Arsenal almost never has enough possession, but somehow they score.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> their strategy has become, with all the declining players and not enough signings they have, their strategy at this point is only get it to Aubameyang up top and please hope he scores. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and they're going to look for a spark with Abamyang because they have kind of lost that spark with Abamyang over 2021. But what's what's interesting with, with Arsenal is I, I, I don't really understand how, you know, when we played them under Thomas Tuchel dominated the whole game, don't really understand how we lost. We were the much better team. Okay, we didn't create too much, but they didn't create anything. It was a free goal that, that we gave them, right? So, yeah, uh, that was a wonky game. And then back under Frank Lampard, uh, like, okay, Arsenal were, played better than Chelsea, but again, we had a lot of possession, didn't do enough with it. You think back to the FA Cup final, a lot of possession, didn't do enough with it. That's been the common theme. And you'd expect for Sunday, we're going to have most of the possession. So this time, we're going to need to do something with it. And hopefully, like we saw against Crystal Palace, the intensity on the ball was really good. The build-up into the final third for Chelsea it was was spectacular. If they can continue that, then they will have enough situations where they can create opportunities. It's just going to be about putting those perfect deliveries into the box, finishing those chances. Those are the kind of that's the kind of precision that we've missed against Arsenal. That hopefully I think, if we get it, we'll win.
0: Yes, I agree. Completely. It's being, it's completely about being clinical.
1: And, and I mean, you do have to watch for, I mean, they, Arsenal do have a lot of pace on the counter-attack yes. too, especially when Saka plays and Abamyang plays.
0: I think Saka is good new talent for Arsenal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saka is a wonderful player. And that, that, that was something that caused Chelsea problems. Not really in the, in the game with Thomas Ducal, but in the games under Frank Lampard. So hopefully, like in May, the, the problem that Chelsea lost against Arsenal with Thomas Ducal was not really their defensive work. Their defensive work was fine. And if they, they play like they did defensively that day, then they'll probably keep a clean sheet on Sunday. It's just making sure that they don't give Arsenal those opportunities with bombing and Saka. And hopefully finding that sort of clinical edge in the final third
0: before this game i think we should talk about one more thing i i've heard a couple of news about some injuries all right what, what what's some injury news we got going on adam so i heard about something about z ish and conte even
1: yeah so uh, we're doing this before thomas Ducal's press conference uh friday uh, morning canadian time UK time in the afternoon. So we don't have the press conference news yet. Ziyech is almost definitely out. Tuchel said after the Super Cup that he'll be out a couple weeks. So maybe he returns against Liverpool or else after the international break 100%. But What happened to him? A shoulder injury. Oh. Yeah. So um, he he won't feature against Arsenal. uh, Hopefully against Liverpool, but we'll see. As for N'Golo Kante, uh, Tuchel said after the Super Cup that it was a very small injury, but he didn't want to risk him against Palace. So that's why Kante wasn't in the squad. There is optimism that Kante will play on Sunday. So it it, it seems like it's kind of a 50-50. Yeah. If not, he'll be back against Liverpool, but it's kind of a 50-50 right now. If not, expect Kovacic and Jorginho to be back
0: I mean, it's not like that's like the night and day option. They're both excellent, so...
1: Yeah, yeah. And again, Kante, Kovačić, Jorginho, three wonderful players.
0: Anything else in terms of injury news? Those are the two I had heard about.
1: Yeah, so I was actually reading that Chelsea had a at an open training session at Stanford Bridge. There were some fans there and everything. Apparently, uh, Christian Pulisic was absent. Not sure why. Um, hopefully it's it's nothing crazy and hopefully he'll be fine for for Sunday uh but that's just something to keep an eye on i'm n- I'm not too sure what the problem is there uh if there's even a problem
0: it might have just been absent yeah let's just hope it was that but other than that I think we can be let's let's hope let's be hopeful because what we what we've learned about Chelsea this past year is one thing they have broken a whole bunch of, curses isn't the right word, but they've broken, they've they've been winning. It's been a good year for Chelsea. Let's just say <laughs> that, right? I like that. It's been a great year for Chelsea. Hopefully, this is the year to also break curses because it, it seems Italy, Chelsea, all these teams you support, Adam, all they do is win lately. <laughs> so hopefully uh, yeah. we can we can look forward to this being the next big win, and finally ending this curse. So. I say all in all, I th- I think that's the Chelsea versus Arsenal preview. I'll definitely be watching this game at Sunday. Uh, anything else you'd like to add, Adam?
1: Well, just hopefully we can make it two for two, right? We can stay at the top of the table. That's where we yeah. need to be. And as I said, st- like imagine if imagine if we were to have a good run here, like because we got Arsenal, then Liverpool, and then uh, after Villa we have City, Tottenham. Imagine if we were able to get some really good results here. We could put ourselves in a really good position, you know, going forward. So yeah, very important game and let's make it two for two.
0: I agree. Let's get this with W. Apart from that, we will be back next week to preview a huge match against Liverpool, as Adam mentioned, and that should be another big Chelsea game. We we have a, a whole bunch of big Chelsea games coming up, so stay tuned for this Chelsea Overseas podcast. It'll be popping off. In other words, go Chelsea. Hopefully we win against Arsenal. I'm looking forward to the game.
1: Me too. Go Chelsea. Enjoy the game. Bye, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening. Peace.